Welcome back to Reality Asserts Itself on the Real News Network. I'm Paul Jay, and we're continuing our discussion with Professor Alexander Buzgalan. Thanks for joining us again. I should say we're in New York City. Yes, this is true. not our and normal I'm studio. Very glad to be here, yes, and to talk with you. One more time, Professor Buzgalan teaches political economy and is director of the Center for Modern Marxist Studies at Moscow State University. So we, we got ourselves up to, uh, you're now on a central committee at, uh, in your and early so the 30s. the Union is nearly collapsed. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And they're blaming you for it. Uh, well, they certainly did blame Gorbachev for it. Um, and we're talking about, you were saying that there's a rise within the party and within the party leadership of people who want to get rich and kind of given up on the socialist ideals. I guess they've either decided it ain't working or it really doesn't matter because they want to get rich. Um, and while the internal factors may have been the most important, uh, the Americans are very active in all this. Uh, the, the, their dream is to bring down the Soviet Union. Uh, talk about that period, and you have a, a very unique viewpoint being on the Central Committee. So first of all, it was a really uh, extremely contradictory situation because from one hand, we had the growth of uh, social creativity from below. We had the first attempts to build self-management in the enterprises and the most active were people in uh, big scientific production complexes. We had in Soviet Union, uh, like corporations, where we had research centers, uh, production, social infrastructure, and so on. And typically, these uh, groups, uh, these quasi-corporations had very skilled people and they had big intentions and it was the All-Soviet Union Council of Workers' Collectives, very interesting structure. And the last Congress with 1,000 delegates where we participated was very strong and important and it's not well-known part of the story of the Soviet Union. We had good uh, interesting initiative of the young generation to build uh, on cooperative basis uh, new houses for the life. It was a uh, very interesting initiative initiatives uh, in green movement, which appeared from below, and so on and so far. In the same time, from another hand, we had terrible growth of contradictions, because uh, criminal mm, business, which uh, took, existed in Soviet Union, became stronger because of the whole destruction of institutional system. Weak institutions led to the growth of shadow economy and criminal business. Uh, a lot of uh, former directors of state enterprises uh, were waiting that it will be privatization and we were trying to steal as much as possible of the resources. This is before... Just before collapse of the Soviet Union. People see it coming. Yeah. And... Uh, What's Gorbachev doing about uh, it? Or, is, or does he want this to... He was talking. Uh, and this is one of the problems. You know, there is definition of revolutionary situation by Lenin. And he wrote very important things. Uh, revolution came when uh, those who are on the top cannot be rulers more, according to the old model. So this is a crisis of the top. And it, we had crisis. Not of the fit top. to rule. Yeah, not fit to the rule. And people were trying to find another solution. And uh, what is important, we had a lot of myths created with assistance of the West, but not by the West. One of them was myth about market. And market for majority of Soviet people was associated with supermarket where there are a lot of commodities. Um, it was the strikes of the miners, uh, very interesting initiative from below of the people who wanted to change the situation. I participated in their Congress 
and uh, the leader of the miners' strike said, we want to have capitalism, where all factories will belong to the workers, but not to the party nomenclature. <laughs> we want to have capitalism, where we will have a lot of uh, resources to buy whatever we want. We want to have capitalism, where everybody will have good apartments, uh, and it will be no privileges of the, those who, has, uh, who are rulers. So we want to have capitalism where workers will decide what to do. They want to have capitalism without capitalists. Yeah, without <laughs> capitalists, without unemployment, without social stratification and so on. It was illusion. And uh, unfortunately, it was created by many contradictions inside Soviet Union, which we discussed before. And main contradiction was interconnected with concentration of the power in the hands of bureaucracy, uh, undermining of social creativity of the masses and attempt to build consumer society, conformist society. Socialism cannot be conformist consumer society. Socialism must move in the direction of self-organization, uh, social creativity, uh, anti-conformism, if you want. Uh, it should be disalienation, but not conservation of alienation in consumer form, in consumerist form. Uh, I'm sorry for this professor, professor's language, but uh, I cannot express this in another terms. So that's why we had the internal contradictions as main factor of uh, self-destruction of this system. And uh, we had chances for the changes. But here, a subjective factor could play decisive role. How do you get to a point, after years of bureaucratization, but something new enters the picture? Because it's not just bureaucratized some mut mutation socialism. Now people want to get rich. And now people within the party leadership and sections of the enterprises, within the elite, people have said, okay, enough. Now we just want to cash in. How do you get to that? Uh, you already gave the answer. So, so I can say yes, you are right. <laughs> uh, and it was predictable. Uh, in uh, the beginning of Soviet Union, in writings of different people, from Mensheviks to Trotsky, Trotsky Leo Trotsky uh, was made prognose that if uh, bureaucracy will have more and more power and the control from below will be weak uh, and the social creativity will go down, uh, the transformation of bureaucracy will be inevitable. They will have intention to transform themselves into the class of private owners who has both political power and economic power and no limitation, no frameworks. Because even in bureaucratic period, in Brezhnev period of Soviet Union, officials on the top had the relatively small privileges. Uh, they had uh, a lot of limits for their power and uh, they had strong rules of the game. So, and uh, the new generation who came, they wanted to have the same living standards as billionaires, as presidents uh, and leaders of bourgeois countries. And uh, that was main reason. Plus, as I said, uh, decline, degradation of social creativity led to the consumerism and conformism of majority of uh, Soviet people. And uh, conformism uh, creates atmosphere which where a market system, capitalist system uh, is coming. It's like a swamp where it's impossible to have beautiful trees where will be only dirty grass and uh, frogs. Yeah. So, so talk about that period with the, the rise of Yeltsin and the last days of the Soviet Union. And... 
So, uh, still this is a big uh, question mark, what happens? Uh, why we had this uh, artificial coup d'etat? What was the role of Gorbachev? Who was behind? I'm not a person who has secret information, so I will not give special comments. And we're in 1991? It was uh, August 1991. Uh, but finally... Uh, Where are you? Uh, what are you doing? I was in the vacation, so unfortunately, could not participate in this process in, in countryside in the forest just to relax a little bit it was my mistake to, i didn't think that it will be so quickly and so soon so most of our audience doesn't really know this story at all so, so the story formally was the following uh, in august uh, leaders of kgb and some other officials from the top said that gorbachev is not more president of the soviet union we have special committee on uh, emergency situation and Gorbachev was formally arrested in his dacha in Crimea where he also was on the rest. But then uh, they did nothing. So it's essentially a coup. Uh, it was coup, but uh, uh, leaders of the military coup must arrest the opposition first of all. But they did nothing. Yeltsin came to the house where was Council of uh, Russian Federation uh, Parliament of Russian Federation. Uh, people were walking in the streets with and, protests. And who is Yeltsin? Why all of a sudden Yeltsin? Uh, and what's Yeltsin the power behind Yeltsin? Okay, so that's another story. Uh, one year ago, he was elected as president of Russian Federation inside Soviet, inside Soviet Union. Soviet Union had like states in the US, but with more uh, powerful st structure. It was republics, 15 republics. And Russia was the biggest and in the center. And uh, Yeltsin was uh, elected as president of Russia. So, and formally he has not too big power because uh, republics inside federation were not so powerful as central government. But uh, when uh, Gorbachev was arrested, Yeltsin became in Moscow the key person according to official status. Uh, so, and uh, all opposition uh, came to Yeltsin to protect against coup. And it was both uh, really democratic forces and pro-bourgeois, quasi-democratic forces. To protect against a coup from whom? Uh, to protect Yeltsin against those who organized coup d'etat. KGB leaders organized to coup d'etat. protect Yeltsin from the KGB? From the KGB, yes. What did the KGB want? Uh, KGB wanted to stop uh, transformation uh, led by Gorbachev to rebuild Soviet Union. Uh, it's also important to stress that in Caucasus and in Baltic states, republics in that period, was growth of nationalism and ideas to become separate state, not states in the um, Soviet Union. So the idea was we will use military force, we will save, we will keep Soviet Union, and all Gorbachev experiments uh, we will stop. They said we will keep uh, freedom of speech, but with limitations. These organizers of the coup, we will uh, continue some market reforms. So the program was more or less in Denzelpin style. Ah. And this is mostly driven out of the KGB? Uh, some military leaders uh, and a few people from uh, top officials from the um, Central Committee. And they want to try to retain what's left of the Soviet yes, state. Yes, yeah. Yeltsin represents this let's get rich. Uh, yes. Factions inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, these guys uh, did nothing. They didn't arrest Yeltsin. Why? Uh, KGB knows how to arrest people. Yes, but they did nothing. 
Uh, there are different explanations. Uh, I, again, I, I cannot explain this phenomenon myself. One of the explanations was that uh, Gorbachev decided to play a role of the person who is not responsible for this, and then came uh, to power again with the assistance of this KGB, uh, simply to beat Yeltsin, who became leader of opposition in that period. Uh, another explanation was that they uh, did not have a final agreement what has to be done, these leaders of the coup. Uh, but really nobody knows. It's so a very strange story, very strange This story. famous photograph and video of the tanks and Yeltsin, what is that there? What goes uh, yes, on there? It was uh, a few tanks and uh, some soldiers in Moscow, but they did nothing. They were standing in the streets and do nothing. And the two guys who were killed This is outside by, the parliament buildings, huh? Uh, outside, yes. Yeah. And two guys who were dead uh, officially because tanks uh, killed them. Uh, really, nobody knows what happens in reality, but uh, I think the tanks were going back from Moscow and they accidentally were, because it was crowd. And when they decided to move from the square, two persons were really killed. And they, then they were transformed into heroes. So, so this these section of the KGB and army that arrest Gorbachev, they allow Yeltsin to come to power. Why? Because I, I uh, did they say, okay, we might as well get rich too? Uh, really, I don't have explanation, as I said. For me, this is still big question mark. What's happened? Uh, no idea. As only what I can say, it's a parallage, uh, the, the total crisis of the power. And, so and the only person who was decisive and aggressive was Yeltsin. And you're on the Central Committee. Do they have an emergency meeting Does, or the party just starts to fall apart? I didn't have time to come back from this village. It's Russia. Yeah? It's, it's not so simple. <laughs> Even for the member of the Central Committee, when I was back, all was solved. And the uh, party also was paralyzed. It was total paralysis of uh, uh, executive and legislative organs. It was self-destruction of the elite. So you're sitting in your cottage on vacation. This is what? Is it playing out for you on TV? I mean, do you know what's going on? Uh, I, first of all, I didn't have any information. On TV, it was belly. <laughs> all time, only belly and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, when I received the telephone was not working. It was a real village and it was one telephone in three kilometers from this place. Yeah. So when I found this telephone, uh, I could not reach anybody in Moscow. So after one day, I went to the regional center and uh, received more or less information. But when I was back in Moscow, it was nothing. Were you surprised or expecting it? Uh, no, I was very surprised, of course. And uh, I was afraid that something like that can happen, but not coup. I was uh, afraid that it will be coup organized by region, no, not Republican leaders, Yeltsin and leaders of the Baltic republics, uh, Caucasus republics, and so on. Uh, it's uh, very... And you don't think the KGB was actually in cahoots with the Yeltsin? Mm, uh, I don't think so. I think what was uh, real, the, the only hypothesis with which I can propose is following. Uh, it was informal, indirect, uh, not final agreement with Gorbachev. And uh, Gorbachev was... Uh, it was his personal problem. He was not decisive. 
he could not make exact decisions. He, he was changing decisions very often. And he doesn't know what has to be done. So it was a very weak leader. And for such periods, it's necessary to have strong leader because the personality in the period of revolution plays a big role, bigger than usual. In stable system, personality is not important, or nearly not important. In the period of revolution, strong personality and strong political organization uh, is very important if this personality is on the top. All right, well, in the next segment, uh, we'll pick up, you come back from vacation. <laughs> And yeah, it's a whole new, that, it and it ain't be, the Soviet Union, it's yeah, Russia. The Soviet Union is absent, Communist Party is absent, and the situation is completely new, yes. All right, so join us for the next segment of our interview with Professor Buzgalan on the Real News Network.